Hey everyone, how are you guys doing? Hi, I'm Pastor Sergio and welcome to the podcast, The Road to Restoration. This podcast is designed to help anyone. It could be the very podcast that you need today. It's all about helping people who are on the road to restoration, those who have fallen off the road to restoration, those that need to get back on the road to restoration, or those that are simply weary of being on the road. I believe all of us at some point of our life, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, we're gonna need to get on this road. Personally, I'm on this road of restoration. God has had me in a process of restoration as a pastor, and there's so much God has been teaching me that I'm excited to share with you. And I'm also excited today to share with you that I have great friends that are joining me in this podcast. some of my lifetime friends, it's Pastor Sergio and Pastor Carla Hornung from Lima, Peru. How are you guys doing today? Hey, Serge. It's an honor to be with you guys. Yeah, it's great. Doing well. Happy to be here. Today, I want to start in Matthew chapter 11, verse 4. I want to talk about when you're disappointed in life and how disappointment oftentimes is the very thing that'll lead you to get off of the road to restoration. Because sometimes in life, things don't seem as they should Mm. because in our mind, we have a whole plan. Some of us have a five-year plan. Some of you, you have a 30-year plan and three years into it, your plan radically changed because of something you did or something that was done to you. Today, we're gonna study the story of John the Baptist and how he doubted because it's possible to be a great leader and still have serious doubts. So the Bible says in Matthew eleven two, when John had heard in when when John had heard in prison about the works of Jesus, he sent two of his disciples and said to Jesus, "Are you the coming one, or do we look for another?" Jesus answered and said to them. Go and tell John these things which you hear and see. The blind see, and the lame walk, the leopards are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, the poor have the gospel preached to them, and blessed is he who is not offended because of me. As they departed, Jesus began to immediately say concerning John, What did you go into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments. Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what did you go out to see? A prophet. Yes. And I say to you, more than a prophet. Mm. For this is he whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before my face, who will prepare the way for me. Assuredly, I say to you, here it is, you guys, among those born of women, they, there are no, and there is not risen, one greater than John mm. the Baptist. I want you to think about that. That after Jesus hearing about John doubting, he says about the doubter that there was no one greater born than John the Baptist. Pastor Sergio, Pastor Carla, I want to talk to you guys about this. I want to talk about people who doubt and who really become deeply discouraged because their image of Jesus is in question. Do you know anyone that's ever doubted? And have you guys met people who have doubted? Have you helped people who have doubted? Go for it. 
Well, I doubt it. Mm. I, I doubt it when I was in the prison because it's really, it's really uh, interesting that John the Baptist didn't doubt about Jesus in the Jordan. Wow. He doubted about Jesus in the prison. The prison. So never doubt in the prison what you saw in the Jordan. Beautiful. Never doubt in the morning what you saw. Never doubt in the, at night what you saw in the morning. It's so easy as believers to start doubting when things go in the wrong direction or in the opposite direction that we were expecting. That's right. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened to John the Baptist. Not a good leader, my friend, the greatest leader. Yeah. So it happened to him, can happen to anyone. It's true. And as pastors, when we think about doubting and struggling with our doubts, um, you don't expect a prophet, one of the greatest prophets, someone even greater than the prophets, right. to doubt. Especially him. I mean, I'm sure you heard the story from when he was a baby and he jumped in the womb. His, his family knew that he was the one. His mm. parents knew that Jesus was the Son of God. So he's not just some random person who heard of Jesus in his adulthood. He's heard his whole life, this is the Messiah. And for him to doubt at that point, um, it, I think it's, it's telling. And I love these stories in the Bible that show the great men and women of God in their low points. Mm. So that we can know that, well, if I go through a doubt, I'm not this horrible person. You know, if I have a doubt, if I have a, a problem, I can find in the Bible someone like me and also how to get out. Uh, I like how Jesus answers. Jesus never gives a straightforward answer. He always, he goes, well, what do you see? What do you think? You know, the blind are seeing, the lame are walking. In other words, he's saying, um, the scripture and the prophecies are being fulfilled and you know the word of God. And it, it's like reminding him of, of who, who he is. You know, I trust you. I trust that you know the word of God. I trust that you know what's going on. So this is what's going on. What do you think? And I think as Christians, uh, I love how Jesus doesn't get offended. Mm. You know, John goes to him with his doubt. He didn't just leave it alone with him, you know, stay in his own cell thinking, oh, I don't think Jesus is the one. Is he, is he not? He actually goes and asks him and Jesus uh, answers him in, 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 in a way that's fitting. And I think um, if we're going through doubts, we should bring them to Jesus. Yes. I think a lot of times if we have a dark mm. area in our life, we don't bring it to Jesus. And I think that is why it gets worse and worse. But if we want to have answers, we want to have help, we should bring our doubts to Jesus and not be afraid and have that real, real honest relationship with Jesus. You know, when I... Here's a big question, actually, Sergio. In this road of restorations, do you have doubts? Mm. You know... As you were both speaking, I was thinking about the doubts that I've had to battle with in my mind as a pastor, mm. leading one of the fastest growing churches in America, married, six beautiful children, anointed son-in-laws who are preaching the gospel, and realizing that because of my moral failure, I had to release it all and realize that now... I was either going to believe everything that I had preached for mm. 22 years yeah. or I was going to doubt everything that I preached for 22 wow. years and I battled. I, 
I wish I could tell you that every day was a clear word from God. But I, I like what you said, Sergio, at the beginning when you said, don't doubt what God tells you in the day in the dark. Don't doubt in prison what God said to you at the Jordan. Mm. And there were many days, many weeks that I had to wrestle because it got very quiet. In the prison, it's quiet. Mm. Very quiet. There's, you don't have the people coming to you. You're not in front of a microphone. You don't have thousands of people listening to you. My life got very quiet in a prison, in a one-bedroom, where every day I woke up and I realized all of the people that I spoke to, all of the people that I ministered to, I will not be ministering to them anymore in this season of my life. And in that prison, I doubted. The first thing that I doubted was, God, do you love me? Mm-hmm. Because I feel your punishment is too severe. Mm. I kind of felt like Cain, like this is too severe, mm. God. Like, why did it have to be this extreme, this harsh, this painful? Mm. And I never got an answer. And that was hard. And I asked God, God, it, 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 do, do you no longer need me? I never got an answer, just quiet. And I, when I heard this, when I heard you talk about John the Baptist that way, it reminded me of how important it is to what you said, just because it's not clear today, it doesn't mean it's not clear to God mm. who you are. And I love what you said, don't doubt in the dark what God told you in the light. I had to go through my sermons, mm. Imagine 22 years of sermons Mm -hmm. and go through them. What did I tell people here? And I would go through, Sergio, what did you tell people here? Mm. Because I said, like, I had to encourage myself Mm. in the Lord and Mm. say, Sergio, remember, just because you don't feel the hand of God, it doesn't mean you're not being led by the hand of God. Mm -hmm. And it's those doubts are dangerous because there were many times that I felt like, you know, this is it. Why are you even going on? Like, you're done. And I had to wrestle with the thought of suicide. Like, mm. And I began to understand. I understand now why people, why pastors that I hear about commit suicide. Because the depression, mm. the discouragement, the lies that you hear is so real. And you're waiting for a phone call. Mm. You're waiting for an email, a text. And the reality is, is you have to live in that quiet, silent space. And it's in that moment where I had to decide, Sergio Carla, that I was either going to believe God in the dark, what he told me in the light. Mm. And I decided, I wrote this down in my, in my room. It's more painful to doubt than to believe. Mm. So I just decided to believe. Wow. Because I told myself, Sergio, it's more painful to doubt. Wow. I would rather experience the pain of believing and it not happening than the pain of doubting and it not happening. Mm. So I just made that decision. I'm going to believe as painful as it is. And you nail it when you said that you doubt about God's love because that's the huge lie of the enemy yeah. mm-hmm. in the prison. God just don't love you right because if god loves you 
why are you in a prison? Mm -hmm. Why are you alone? Mm. You know, why yeah. are you behind bars mm. if God loves you? And I had to learn. I had to relearn God's love. Mm. I think a, a big part of that is we often think if God loves me, He's only going to bless me and give me a comfortable life. But God is not just going to give us comfort. In fact, He doesn't care about our comfort. He cares about molding us. And that's going to be discomfort. Mm. And so if we have the idea in our mind, oh, God loves me, then my life's going to be perfect. I'm never going to have problems. I'm never going to have issues. No, God loves you so much. He's going to break things in you and that's going to hurt. Um, I think a good example is when Jesus first gets baptized, he gets filled with the Holy Spirit. The very first thing that happens is something pretty bad. The Holy Spirit leads him into the desert and he fasts for 40 days. So he goes through this desert time and that's what God led him to. And so often we think, oh, if God's with me, if God loves me, my life's going to be awesome. I'm only going to have blessing. I'm not going to have problems. And I think that ideas what leads us to all these doubts but if we know from the beginning god loves me so much he wants to perfect me and to to teach me and to grow me and mature me and that's going to be a painful process then when pain comes i'm not going to be so surprised by it it's true doubts are dangerous because they can lead now to deception mm -hmm. and you start believing the lies mm -hmm. and deception leads to disappointment mm -hmm. and once you live in disappointment and your heart sinks there it's difficult. And there are people listening right now. There are pastors listening right now. There's leaders listening. There's parents listening. There's wives. There's husbands that are listening right now that are discouraged, that are disappointed because they've, they've believed and it didn't happen. Mm. They trusted and things right. didn't turn around. Right. John the Baptist, I'm sure, prayed, Father, if it's your will, deliver me. And mm. what was John the Baptist's final big crescendo he gets his head cut off mm -hmm. imagine on the outside that looks like oh my goodness how disappointing but jesus said it mm -hmm. he said regardless of john's doubts or regardless how john ends he is still to me the greatest that was ever born mm -hmm. and i think that's a word for all of us i have to believe that about myself mm -hmm. in this road of restoration and i hope people will believe that too sergio and carla is that your behavior doesn't change the way god sees you god sees you through christ he doesn't see you simply by what you do he sees you by what jesus did for you mm -hmm. because so many times we want to evaluate ourselves based on our performance and you know then i mean i must not be as great as i was if i'm having these doubts maybe the truth is is that because you're having doubts just makes you human and i think as christians as a pastor we struggle being human mm. we struggle with our humanity because yeah. for some reason we feel like if we're pastors and we're leaders and yes we should live as a higher standard and that's mm -hmm. um that should be expected of us but what happens when we have human moments and I think this story really helps us to see one of the greatest men that Jesus said mm -hmm. have a human moment um, Sergio, what would you say right now to a pastor who is deeply discouraged in a prison, who is on the road to restoration? What would you say to him to encourage him to stay on the road? Hmm. Uh, I really like the example that you are mentioning about John the Baptist because even in his lower point, when he doubted about Jesus, about 
Jesus being the Savior, Jesus said, man, this guy is the greatest leader ever. So, uh, John the Baptist doubting, not invalidate or disqualify him from his calling, from the plan of God for his life, and from the greatness that Jesus saw in him. And I want to tell every pastor, leader, uh, that is listen to this podcast and he feel disqualified because what happened in the past or what he's struggling in the present, that Jesus is still having plans of good and not bad, of blessing and not curse. He has a future and he has hope for you. He's a, a great God, a God of love and goodness and mercy and grace and he don't see he don't he didn't see you in the prison as a person that is disqualified he see you in a in a prison as a person that is processed to to be the best version of you so my friend get courage get encouraged by this word because i'm sure that god is not done with you i'm sure that God is have more territories, more plans, more dreams to fulfill, but you need to put your faith again in Him. And I, I know that it's tough. I know it's difficult, but I know that uh, with the power of the Holy Spirit, you can keep going in this road. How about you, Carla? What would you say to the equal gr a group of people? How would, how would you encourage them? Um, I'd like to encourage you to know that you are, you can be in pain and you can still be in God's perfect will for your mm. life. So often God's perfect will will lead us through painful moments. Um, in the New Testament, we often hear God pick, take up your cross. But for some reason, that does not always translate into a modern Christianity. But God, God doesn't promise a perfect life. He promises pain. But that pain will lead to uh, His perfect plan. And what's important is that His will be done. And in John the Baptist's case, it doesn't end in a way that, that maybe we will like. But in the end, He does glorify God with His life. Mm. And as Jesus said, He was the greatest prophet of the Old Testament. So it's... I want to encourage you that even if you're going through something difficult, it doesn't mean you're not in God's plan. Maybe you can't hear God's voice. It doesn't mean He's not with you mm. right now. So I want you to not, uh, the devil can so easily manipulate us into thinking, I'm in this difficult spot. God must be far. But the, actually, the opposite is usually true. The Bible says God is close to the brokenhearted. So when we're going through our darkest times, it's usually the closest we become to God. I heard this quote when I was, um, when I was, as I am, going through this process of restoration. Mm. I heard this quote and it said, um, don't interpret the silence of God as the absence of his presence. Mm. Just because he's silent doesn't mean he's not present. Yeah. Mm. And that really helped me. Yeah. It helped me to discover that though he's been silent, he is still very present. Mm. Well, this has been a great time. I hope you've been enjoying this podcast, The Road to Restoration. Tell your friends, your family, uh, someone that you know, share it with as many of your amigos as possible. Pastor Sergio, Pastor Carla, thank you so much for being with us. I cannot wait uh, to have more talks with you. And for those of you that are listening, thanks for listening to The Road 
to restoration. God bless.